everybody. Happy new week. I hope you guys are having a great start uh, to this week. It is the last week before school holidays, so I'm looking forward to a little break. But most importantly today, right next to me, we have my gorgeous author, Bronwyn Wilson, Dr. Bronwyn Wilson from Perth. She's gotten up nice and early uh, today to you know, give us some information around her topic of expertise. And she's actually not just a one-time published author, she's almost getting through her second book and there's a third book in the works. Um, so as, uh, as the conversation today says, today we're discussing how we can advance awareness and understanding of neurodiverse relationships and bridge that gap. So thank you so much, Bron, for joining me and, um, and sharing all this wisdom that you've accumulated over years and years of, you know, study and research and all that sort of stuff. Well, thank you, Nats. That's awesome. uh, lovely to do this. Awesome. So let me give you guys the official introduction of who Bron is, and then we'll get stuck into some of the content. And by all means, please feel free to write comments or interact with us, um, because I'll follow it on my phone uh, here to make sure that everybody, um, you know, anything is handled. And also we welcome comments or questions after the interview. If you've watched this on a different platform or wherever you're listening to this as well, maybe as a podcast. All right. So Dr. Bronwyn Wilson is a teacher, researcher and author who's passionate about diversity and inclusion. She currently lives in a small beachside town in Western Australia after having moved from Queensland for her husband's work. From working as a teacher to embarking on research, her passion for teaching students in the classroom has transformed into a passion for helping adults um, in neurodiverse relationships within a global classroom. Her aspiration is to contribute to building uh, amity between autistic and neurotypical people by improving knowledge and understanding of their interaction um, differences and the resulting complexities they face when uh, relating with each other. As a wife, mother, uh, daughter, and sibling of people on the autism spectrum, her life experiences have underpinned the way that she approaches the research process. Rather than purely conforming to conventional interview methods, chatting and talking over many hours with the participants created a, a relaxed dialogue that delivered rare insights into their lives. Mm -hmm. These insights are the subject of her book or books, <laughs> right? Okay. Amazing, Bron. So, you know, let's kind of unpack for those that are listening a little bit about, um, you know, neurodiverse relationships and also like how long had you been thinking about writing your book and what was finally the catalyst, you know, I need to like get, get on with this and get this out into the world? Well, I started with um, doing research because um, I was in the classroom and noticing things that was um, making me sort of look into it and going, you know, what's going on here? Um, and connecting up with what was going on in my own life and yeah. sort of seeing that, that there was a similarity, but there was nothing in research about it. I couldn't read any articles about it. It talked about children, but yeah. not about adults. And so um i decided to leave teaching and go into research um and that's where i started to to get um all the the knowing about this sort of thing but yeah. um i wanted to do more than just i didn't want to be just an academic and have everything sort of just sitting on a library shelf or something like that 
Yes. I, I did this um, to be going out into the world to, to give the message to everyone because it's just such an important message. Mm. And so um, I needed an avenue to be able to do that because um, writing um, uh, research articles and all those sorts of things, it's in a certain, um, like, yes, it's not where people can usually access so easily. So writing a book seemed to be the best idea to get the message out. To simplify it, right? Because, I mean, I know I did a degree in psychology and psychophysiology, and every time I read those textbooks or uh, research papers or did research myself or submitted my assignments and all that, it was just like language that is not everyday yes. language, right? So mm. you wanted to, like, simplify it and make it more available to people that would make it more practical, is that right? Yes, and to... Um, make it so more accessible so that people yes. can get it, get the information as well as understand what it is that's being said to them because um, academic speaking and academic language is, like you said, it's a, it's a world of its own. Yeah, and what only three to five percent of people really can understand that, that language, right? Yes. Yeah, even, like even when you're in that, it's um, sometimes the way that it's written, it's not very um, user friendly. You have to think on it. I remember having to, having to decipher in my brain what certain things meant. Hey, mm. by the way, we didn't show them your book. Let's show them your book. So this is the first book, guys. I'll show you the second book later. But have they gone nuts? The Survival Guide to Social Interaction in Neurodiverse autistic neurotypical relationships um so that, that is and she's got these little characters the nuts that go through you know bringing a more light-hearted approach to um you know to the whole topic um so do you want to describe some of our listeners you know what is a neurodiverse um relationship or person that has that well there's different types of neurodiverse relationships but it usually means someone in that relationship is on the autism spectrum. Got it. And you, that means um, two people with um, autism, or it can mean one person with autism and another person who is not considered autistic. Mm. And um, I have specifically focused on that type of um, relationship where one person is and one person isn't because that's where there's kind of a culture clash going on yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. Um, two different types of people trying to make a life together and a family together. And it causes all sorts of um, difficulties because they're speaking their own language. And it's like, it's literally like when you, um, if somebody is say from, um, Russia and somebody is from, um, you know, England yeah. or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're speaking different languages mm. and they can't understand each other. And wow. it's a similar type of thing um, when you've got a person on the autism spectrum and a person who is not on the autism spectrum. There's that language barrier and different way of thinking because it's a different brain functioning 
And so it makes it really tricky to then be able to um, create a relationship oh, and create, yes. Mm. So um, then all sorts of problems can develop just because of this difference. Mm. And that's what I noticed in the classroom when I was teaching and doing a checklist on a child and starting to recognize that, that these things that I was seeing in the classroom was also part of my life. Yeah. But that's what really prompted me to go on and look at this in a deeper level and see that it's not just in the classroom. This is playing out in everybody's lives. And that's what makes it important to get this message out because so many people are struggling and don't know why. And so this is why is it I was true that oh, sorry to interrupt you. Um, is it true that a lot of people now later on in life are being diagnosed? Like that's what I've oh, heard. Yeah. Right. Because um, research is really focusing on children all the time, and a lot of uh, professionals went through their uh, education at a time when this wasn't even considered. Mm. So they don't really understand that it's a lifelong situation nobody grows out of their um, autism spectrum um, condition it travels with the person as they get older and they might adapt in certain ways and be able to learn how to mask the um, right. situations that they're going through but mm. still they are on the autism spectrum and that's how they are yeah so um <clears throat> they often do not understand that that's why they're struggling yeah so um there's all sorts of problems and issues that come into people's lives because there's this difference and a different communication style and relationships of, of communication <laughs> yeah diane is saying on our facebook live uh, on my journey of learning about my son's autism diagnosis, it became apparent to me that his dad is also on the autism spectrum. Mm. Living his life without understanding of this has had a huge negative impact for him and me. Mm. Uh, and I actually lately I've had a few authors um, who've said that they were diagnosed late in life and all that. So aside from communication challenges, what are some other unique challenges of not neurodiverse relationships? Well, it's basically um, like you've um, got two different tiles of, styles of thinking. Mm -hmm. I sort of liken it to how there's men and women and we're very different in our ways of, of going about life. Yeah. Um, we're human beings and we've um, got our own sort of um, way that's, that's fine, that's okay, but... Um, men don't get women and women yeah. don't get men. <laughs> and right. I, I look at it in the same sort of way that um, um, there's people on the autism spectrum and they're that, that their way and people who are not on the autism spectrum called neurotypical yeah. and they are that way. And so there's this difference going on that um, they can't understand each other. So... Mm -hmm the communication difficulties create basically an impossible situation to be able to get to know that person, to understand who is it that I am 
um, in a relationship with. Mm. And there's a barrier then between getting to know somebody and, mm. and being able to be close to that person in that relationship because you the communication is the way to do that. And if you can't yes. communicate, how can you do that? Yeah. So well, you talk, about, you talk about the dynamic system of communication. What is it? I'm curious. Well, uh, what I discovered in my research was um, that um, <clears throat> what happens is the person on the spectrum um, is struggling with this communication and so starts to avoid everything. Mm -hmm. But the person that's neurotypical, um, they want to be able to connect and, and interact. Us, yeah. So they start prompting the, the person that's on the spectrum to, you know, um, talk to them in a, a deeper way. But the problem is because um, that stresses out the person on the spectrum to try and, and talk about emotions and, and um, feelings and personal interaction sorts of things that's fluid, it's not got any structure to it. So it, it can get um, quite difficult. And so there's this avoidance that happens. And yeah. so then the person that's not on the spectrum starts um, prompting, pushing, um, trying to get the conversation going. And it starts getting into a cycle of <clears throat> prompting and avoiding, prompting and avoiding to the point that um, it creates this certain dynamic yes in the, in the relationship mm. um and so it then makes a different type of relationship to what is how you expect a relationship to be mm. with all these avoidance issues and communication issues with this um um prompting and avoidance going on that creates a cycle. some strategies Give us some strategies. How do people navigate it? Do you have some tips? <laughs> well, the best thing, um, the only thing that I think that really people can do about it is um, we need more knowledge, more understanding about what it is that's going on in, in neurodiverse relationships, what it is to be on the autism spectrum, what it is to be not on the autism spectrum and both people need to understand the other to start to get to learn okay what is the parameters of what what i'm like as a person that's on the spectrum and i need to understand that um, a person that's not on the autism spectrum are going to be different and i need to know what that difference is yeah. and then vice versa so that you're getting the understanding of each other and that can only happen through gaining knowledge and awareness through reading and and getting the the um, knowledge of what that actually means and that's what i put in my that's book. why you've written a book so they're gonna buy your books <laughs> <laughs> so i've talked all about in my book well it's it's all my participants are talking really it's yeah. their words yes 400 <laughs> participants guys 400 yes internationally 
Wow. So I talk to people all around the world, most countries. Yeah. Because I started um, doing research from a different position to what most do, in that yeah. I started from being in this type of relationship um, myself in yeah. um, in my family, extended family. I've got lots of people on the spectrum in my life, mm. and so. Um, um, because I started that way, I didn't necessarily do things in a very traditional way. Yes. <laughs> so I was talking and chatting lots to people, and that's how I got all the gems that was able to be put in this book. So it's their words telling everybody what they go through, what we go through, yeah. and, and what happens to give people that understanding and mm -hmm. knowledge of you know when when this happens then this happens and then this happens and then this happens and to see the dynamic between the two and it's written from the perspective of both mm -hmm. um, what i found in research is most people usually pick a side they'll mm -hmm. either um, research the people on the autism spectrum or they research the people who are not on the autism spectrum mm -hmm. and what it means yes but my research is both so it's it's from both sides it's trying to be as equal as i possibly can to show that there is two sides to this because all relationships are two-sided yes and so it's not focusing on one side or the other that's but, right but showing that um, there is this dynamic that happens and in order to um, do something about that dynamic, you need to first understand what it is. Yes. What yeah. you're actually going through, what's happening. The, mm -hmm. the when I do this, this happens, and then I do this, and the, the toing and throwing, that needs to be understood so that you can see the patterns that are starting to develop and then know what to yeah. actually do to um, change that dynamic. So oh, first and foremost, we need to get the information out there yeah. as to you know, what's actually happening because there's yeah. hardly anything for adults. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking of the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. You've oh. literally written a book, you know, people are on the spectrum or off the I don't know how we how we can reframe that but like as you say you're bringing out this information of something that hasn't been talked about a lot you know so you're simplifying it and making it available to um to uh, you know the world yes everybody. Yeah. in a simplified format from the mouths of people who live with someone or are on the spectrum yes yeah yeah, yeah. so book one so take us through what each of the books is about. So book one, which we showed just earlier, guys, this one. Um, what's that? The, the the focus of this one is what? This one survival is basically guide. the survival guide. It's called. So yeah. it's two in social interaction. So it's the talking about the actual dynamic that happens mm. in the relationship yeah getting um people to understand this relationship and what happens and it's so it's all focused towards the people in the relationship 
Yep. And then I'm just going to share book two. That's the cover for book two, guys. And this one? This one is, the first one is sort of inside the, the relationship. This one is outside of the relationship. So it's mm. focused on families and friends and, and clinicians and all the people that you go to to, to uh, reach out for help and support. You know, even just talking in your family, mm. extended family members and trying to talk about what's going on in your life. And there's a lot of misunderstandings about it. Um, lots of people say, oh, you know, that's just that's how men are or that's that's just how things are. They, they dismiss it. Yes. Because there just isn't the understanding of the actual dynamic that happens that's specific to this type of relationship mm. because clinicians went through their relation um, went through their education at a time when that was not understood you go and, and seek help from um, somebody you know a counselor a, a, a psychologist and they often create a bigger problem Right. For the people in the relationship because they don't know mm. so the second book is sort of um focused oh, on um that side of things but you also need to have the first book to understand they can, it can they connect yeah yeah. Mm. yeah 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 i'll read a couple of comments um there has been a uh, Diane, there has been a lot of focus on helping people on the spectrum to understand the neurotypical world. I love that uh, now that focus is, is shifting. Uh, and then um, uh, Hrisanthi says, Bronwyn, will this become an audio book? My daughter recently was diagnosed with ASD and prefers audio than reading. <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously down the track, right, Bron? Get, get them out first as normal books. <laughs> Yes, well, I would like to do everything that I possibly can. Yeah. So podcasts, um, yeah. um, you know, talking on on um, yes. videos, you know, everything to get the message out because I think it is just such an important thing. I oh. feel like, um, in a way, I'm very privileged in that I just hit on this thing that yeah. seems to be the key element of what's going on in the communication mm. just because um i was having conversations with people and that's wonderful and i can see having are you having a lot more conversations on your podcast with more you know and like really amping that 400 to thousands of people mm. that, um you know to understand that so you know um how did you find the process you know going through this because i believe when we met you were kind of almost considering that traditional publishing route and i remember we spoke about how many words you had written and i said hang on a second you've got like three books there you know don't release a overwhelmingly huge book you know split it down so talk to me a little bit about that well i think that's what the problem was was that i tried to go through the traditional um publishing houses because that's all i knew i didn't know anything else or any other way mm. um, but because i had chatted for all these hours with all my participants i did have such a huge amount of information and i didn't want to lose any of it because it was all very important relevant stuff so i would packed it into this one book 
not yeah. realizing that it was way too big and yeah. nobody would read it. So not in the way that I'd written it because it was too academic. Mm -hmm. So when I found you, mm -hmm. that was just amazing to me because you and your team helped me to unpack it in a way that made it so that it is now a marketable book, something that people will want and, and read and understand. Whereas before it just, uh, uh, yeah. it was too big, too academic, too... Um, well, we're super proud of you, Bron, because yeah, we 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 try to kick the academic out of you guys to, to make you relatable to to the general public, right? So that people can make those changes and have the practical information. And you, I love the fact that you attended your first program and retreat, got the first book out, came along just recently to the second retreat. So you've gone through the process properly each time, and I'm sure we're going to be doing that for the third one. Well, you know, how does that help you? I mean, sometimes people publish one and go through the program properly once and they go, oh, I'm just going to do the publishing. How does that help? Uh, what do you think is the difference between just doing publishing on subsequent books rather than going through it properly? Well, I don't think I would have um, even come up with a lot of the ideas that um, how the book set out without that process. Yeah. It's going through the process and learning um, over those three um, days, yeah. just um, like I, I wouldn't have come up with the idea of the nuts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it Stuart? Was that Stuart? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the, the process of what you go through and what you learn yeah. that really creates a product at the end yeah. that's really I can feel proud of. Oh it's yeah, not, it it feels more than just a book. Yeah, it's almost feels like it's my baby. It totally is. Yeah, and you're having triplets. <laughs> I love it. And the nuts are like they make a really serious topic, lighthearted, and they're little characters throughout yeah. the book, right? And Ooh. you can have a bit of fun with them. And you know, you could uh, you could almost take when you're doing speaking gigs, Brian. I suggest you take a bag of nuts on stage. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you can do so many fun things with them. I think and that's what that's what actually how people remember and learn. Um, and uh, you'll be launching soon. You'll be coming up to Queensland, aren't you? You're doing the 15th of October launch, um, uh, which I don't know. Um, speaker event, I mean, um, author event um, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be like nine of you guys there. Mm. Um, I might share the details, guys, just below the video. So if there's no cost to attend and go meet Bron in real life if you're in Queensland, and then I'm sure you're going to be doing something in Perth, yeah? Yeah, it's a little bit later. Mm. Yeah, a little bit later. Mm. So stay tuned for that one as well. Uh, amazing. So let's uh, tell people where they can get the book. I've got the website open, guys. Um, here it is. Um, that's Bron here. It's Bron Wilson, very simple, .com, so not AU, so B-R-O-N and then Wilson.com. And there's the first book there. Um, you can buy it. And also you can find the books uh, uh, online on Amazon, on all your good online reseller. And just last week, uh, this book reached its number one Amazon bestseller 
status. So, um, so there are all the different things you can actually read up about. You, you have a lot of information there, Bron. So, um, you know, and of course, if you guys order it directly from Bron, I'm sure she'll sign it personally for you and and mail it out and things like that. So, I love it. So, I, I you know, I I can't wait to see where this is in six to twelve months. You know, with your message and your passion, and so many people need to be made aware of these books that they exist um, and um, and get their hands on them so that they can understand. And certainly, even for if you're not in a neurodiverse relationship um, in your personal life, you could be in your professional, right? You could be oh, having yeah. clients or colleagues or, you know, it, you know, we're surrounded by neurodiverse people and neurotypical people, like you say. Um, so it's good to know how to navigate and to see, I guess, uh, situations from other people's, you know, in other, how it is in other people's shoes, right? Well, um, they're finding out now that autism is really very common. And mm. I really believe that it's, it's something that um, is throughout history. And um, maybe one day we might call it something different Different. To autism. Yeah. Um, because I think it's just part of the um, human human process. makeup. <laughs> but um, the thing is, though, that um, we need to um, understand how to interact with people on the spectrum, and yeah. people on the spectrum need to understand I how to so. interact with us. So we need. Um, it's everybody. It's really yeah. for everybody. It's not yeah. just for a neurodiverse relationship to understand this because, like you said, you can be working with someone on the spectrum. You can be um, you know, your doctor or your, your, um, um, your person that you go to see for, for a problem or something could be on the spectrum. Um, or you could be on the spectrum and, and trying to work through things. That's and right. You don't know that you're on the spectrum because lots of adults don't know they've gone yeah. through their whole life yeah, struggling. Yeah, because the focus has been on the children. Yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So we all need to get more and more understanding. And it's like how nobody used to talk about um, mental health issues. Yeah. And so then people were struggling and nobody knew what to do or Why, how to deal or with happened, it. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'd like to get that conversation going in regard to the autism spectrum and so that it becomes more normalised and we can get to understand that there are differences in yes. how people are and we need to understand what those differences are in order to be able to live and work and love yeah. um, all these I love that. people. <laughs> yeah, amazing, Bron. Well, you certainly have started the journey and you've put yourself out there, which is most people will not do it because they're scared of what will happen, you know, and you're doing it. So I can't wait, you know, we'll reconvene for another interview and book two is fully out for sure and book three um, and we'll keep having this conversation. Um, so thank you so much for joining me this morning. Um, and um, let's remember, you know, we're all different and we can work out with the power of communication how to relate to one another 
you know, especially. And so if you've got someone in your life, which you probably do, <laughs> go get Bron's book um, and uh, and start to understand uh, rather than be triggered by it, right? Mm. All right, guys, have an amazing day. And remember to smash it up. <laughs> Thank you, Bron. Okay.